Just a minute. I'm coming. FBI, open up! Just a minute. Hello, everybody. This is Legal Man. Welcome to the show. It's going to be a good episode. It runs a little bit over, closer to 30-ish minutes, but it's worth it. I'm going through that case in Houston from the Methodist Hospital, the people who were forced, quote-unquote, to take a vaccine or be fired, and the fact that they got poured out at the trial court. And I just go through the case and just show you it's exactly as I've told people it's going to break out. I hate to be right, but I just, I am right because I know what the hell I'm talking about. Anyway, for people who don't know me, I'm a lawyer, practiced for more than 30 years. I'm America's most trusted and beloved lawyer, mostly because I give people really bad news. <laughs> I just know how to break bad news to people. That's what I'm good at. And I'm a self-certified master practitioner. I've been that for almost 20 years. I gave myself that award for good reason. I earned it. And uh, I, I'm very proud of that. So since the show runs a little bit over, let's go ahead and get it started. So I'm going to do a show about the latest ruling regarding these mandatory vaccinations. Because people, I see it all the time in my Twitter and out on the regular Twitter sphere about how, oh, it's going to be crimes against humanity, the Nuremberg Code, and all this other crap that people think is going to apply. And I've tried to explain it to them. I've done whole shows about it. Uh, people just don't get it. The belief that the court system is somehow going to step in and prevent the state from screwing you over is just, it's a complete total fantasy. The court is there to make sure that the state can rubber stamp whatever the hell it wants and make it so-called legitimate and, quote, legal. In this case, is a great example of it. These different hospital workers and doctors and stuff down in Houston at Methodist Hospital, I think 100, 116 of them or something like that, brought a class action. Really, I don't know if it's a class or a mass. It doesn't matter. They brought an action because they were being required. Houston Methodist decided they were going to require everybody get a vaccination and there were going to, weren't going to be exceptions outside of the standard uh, deeply held religious belief or some kind of actual health reason. So I also see a lot of people imagining they're just going to be able to get this this card up and just say, oh, I have a disability and that's it. And that's going to be sufficient. The ADA is going to protect them. None of that's going to work. <laughs> see, none of this is going to work. I've explained it again and again. It doesn't work. And this decision is such a classic example of all the things I talk about that actually go in, on in cases as opposed to all the fantasies that the constitutional conservatives imagine is going to go on. And they all get so shocked when these kinds of decisions come down. And there's a lot of interesting stuff about the case uh, beyond that in that the judge who heard it, this guy named Len Hughes, he's been on the court forever, been on the court since 1985. I mean, think about that. This guy's been up there basically tormenting people and being a complete tyrant for more than 35 years. And he's constantly being reversed. And if he gets stuck in his court, there's really nothing you can do about it unless you have just basically unlimited amounts of money. Because if he doesn't like you, he's just going to completely screw your case. It's not because he's an evil guy. It's not because he's doing anything that's really even so-called unethical. It's because the broad discretion these judges have, it just makes it such that if they don't like your case, you're screwed, especially in federal court. So let's look at the case. I'll give you a tiny bit of background. The plaintiffs brought the case in state court, 
but Houston Methodist removed it to federal court. That means the plaintiffs wanted to get the case heard in state court, where you are probably going to get a lot friendlier judge, maybe someone who's a little bit more reasonable than most federal judges. And the hospital just pulled it up in the federal court. So anyone who thinks that these kinds of things are really going to get resolved on state court levels, yeah, maybe in some little tiny issue here and there possible. And the different states are all over. They all have different kinds of rules. But ultimately, all this stuff is going to get funneled up to the nine uh, insane tyrants who run around pretending like they get to run our lives. And the federal laws that the so-called constitutionally limited government has simply taken over in every form and fashion. And this opinion is only five pages long. So I'm going to go through the whole thing. And whether I get through the whole thing or not here, whether I have to break it up and put part of it in my Patreon, I don't know. I think I may end up doing that with this. But we'll see. We'll see how long it goes. Because it's, it's so helpful. Every single part of it is so helpful. So let's go ahead and start it. I'm going to read a little of it. I'm going to attach it so you can read it yourself if you care to. And then we can all just see exactly how the things occur exactly the way I explain to people over and over again. Now, procedure is always the key. Procedure and process is really everything that drives the law. These so-called citations and legal support, those things are all just driven by Barnum statements. Barnum statement is a statement that sounds like it means something very specific because it means something specific to you, but it means absolutely nothing in reality and can be made to mean anything, just like safe and effective. If something safe and effective is an open Barnum statement, if you don't like the product, then it's not safe and effective. If you like the product, uh, then it's safe and effective. <laughs> it's just that simple. And that's the way it works in the law, too. They can pull out these statements that look like they mean something so clearly, and they don't mean jack shit. They mean whatever the court wants to inject it into the uh, opinion to supposedly claim. And the case gets filed, it gets removed, and then the defendant files a motion to dismiss. In this case, it looks like a 12B6, which just means a failure to state a claim, meaning that even if you just take all the facts that the plaintiff has alleged to be completely true, that they don't have a legal claim, that they aren't stating a violation of law. And that's about the worst you can get as far as getting poured out. That's the equivalent of not having standing if you try to sue the government. When they pour you out, they file a 12B6 failure to state a claim and that they have immunity or some other thing. Like I said, it, what it means is that even if you assume all the facts that the plaintiff has pled to be true, that the facts as pled, as they interface with the law, do not state a claim and therefore they're poured out. And that's what they lost on here. So this isn't even a summary judgment. So what that means is the facts were never even flushed out. <laughs> they didn't even have to be flushed out. The case has absolutely no merit as far as the federal court is concerned. It absolutely doesn't even rise to the level of something that's going to get litigated. So let's look at all the claims because the claims in there, like I said, they address them with five-page opinion. <laughs> the court dispensed with pretty much every claim with one or two sentences. It just says it fails. <laughs> so here we go. The idea is that you're not allowed to require somebody to have a vaccine in order to stay employed. And specifically, this is the COVID-19 vaccine. But you're going to see how all this stuff about vaccine passports and everything else, they're not going to help you. It's going to break out exactly as I've told people for more than a year now. 
Here we go. The first one was wrongful termination. Here's what the court said. Bridges, who's the main plaintiff. So whenever I say Bridges is the plaintiff, unless I just remember to change it out. Plaintiff dedicates the bulk for pleadings to arguing that the currently available COVID-19 vaccines are experimental and dangerous. That's true. This is what people are running around claiming, right? This is what they say all the time. And that's why it's not going to be necessary. Here's what the court says. This claim is false. <laughs> and it's also irrelevant. How bad is that as an outcome? It's false and irrelevant. The interesting part there is that the only part of that sentence that really matters is that it's irrelevant. Because at this stage, it has to be assumed to be true. So the court's just throwing in the fact that it's not true. It doesn't have any actual legal implication because it's irrelevant. And here's what the court goes on to say. Bridges argues that if she's fired for refusing to be injected with a vaccine, she will be wrongfully terminated. Vaccine safety and efficacy are not considered in adjudicating this issue. You say, so it doesn't matter if the claims about it being dangerous, et cetera, is false. It doesn't make any difference in Texas. And this is the case in a lot of states that have what are called employment at will rules, which just means you can basically be fired for almost anything. And in Texas, uh, the rule is really, really severe. And that is that the employee has to prove these things. And this is what the court says. Texas law only protects employees from being terminated for refusing to commit an act carrying criminal penalties to the worker. In other words, you have to be asked to commit a crime. And if you refuse to commit the crime and they fire you, then you have a wrongful termination claim in Texas. This is assuming you don't have a contract. And these people don't have contracts. Most people in Texas are employment at will. Most people who are working are employment at will unless you have an employment contract or you work for a union in most states. That's just the way it is. <laughs> so she has to have an illegal act. Well, it's not an illegal act to ask somebody to take a vaccine that's approved for emergency use. So there's absolutely no basis for wrongful termination in Texas. There's no way. And she doesn't allege it's a crime. The court can take judicial notice that it's not a crime. There's no criminal penalty for taking the vaccine. In fact, it's being encouraged by the state. So she doesn't have a claim for wrongful termination in Texas. See, it doesn't work. <laughs> and the plaintiff didn't even attempt to try to claim what a legal act there was. Basically just used this whole sort of Reiner Fullermick kind of argument that she's being used to be a human guinea pig and blah, blah, blah. Well, doesn't nothing. The court just dispenses with that, okay? She just dispenses with that and just says it's irrelevant. It's not an illegal act. Here's another thing the court says. Bridges, who's the plaintiff, also argues that the injection requirement violates public policy. Okay, well, maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. I don't know. But Texas does not re recognize that exception. So it doesn't make any difference. <laughs> then the court goes on and says that the Supreme Court has held that an involuntary quarantine for contagious disease and state-imposed requirements of mandatory vaccinations do not violate due process. They're citing the actual U.S. Supreme Court. And what case are they referencing? They're referencing that Jacobson case I talked about so long ago from 1917 or some crap. 1905. I don't remember exactly when it was. And that's the one where the guy from Massachusetts uh, was held up. And in effect, he just ended up being a fine and people running around going, oh, he wasn't forced to get the vaccine. It was all a $5 fine, all this other crap. Well, here it is. Here it is being cited immediately. As I said, it would be. It doesn't matter. All those little details, they don't matter. See, they get used like this. They get used like this by the courts. So you pour it out instantaneously. <laughs> Wrongful termination. What was the line in uh, Off Center Gentleman? 
Sell it to the Air Force. Sell it to the Air Force, mayo. <laughs> uh, that's it. That's all it took to dispense with this huge, long complaint they put together. God knows how much money they spent or got together and pooled their money. <laughs> it's just instantly gone. This is why when people were asking me all the time, would you take my case? Like, no, I'm really not going to take cases like that. One, I can't stand litigating these kinds of losers. Okay, But I also don't like taking people's money that has no chance. Oh, we're going to win. Oh, uh, crimes against humanity. Look how easily they got poured out. Now let's look at the next thing. It says talks about the Equal Employment Commission. So this is the, the stinking federal agency has already said at the end of May, that you can require these employees be vaccinated, subject to reasonable accommodation with disabilities and religious beliefs. Well, the Methodists was just tracking that. They just tracked that language. <laughs> so, so that's it. You pour it out. As I've always said, it's all about process. They set these rules up, and then that's it. They just say that, oh, well, you have to have a reasonable accommodation. Well, we made a reasonable accommodation. <laughs> None of these people in this lawsuit were claiming a religious exemption or a disability. I don't think you could even get a class together if you had that. That would destroy the class. There's no homogeneity of the class if each one has all these specific things that has to be determined. Do you actually have a disability? Do you actually have uh, a religious exemption? Maybe a mass action, but not a class. Not a class. And so that's it. Wrongful termination claim. Gone. <laughs> one and a half paragraphs. That's <laughs> funny to me. All right. Let's look at some of these other arguments that come up. We'll do the public policy now. Bridges also asked this court to declare that the injection requirement is invalid because it violates federal law. She says no one can be mandated to receive unapproved medicines in emergencies, and she insists that no currently available vaccines have been fully approved by the FDA. Okay, we've all heard this one, right? We've all heard this one. It's running all over the Twitter and the Internet and everything. Everyone thinks this is going to be some great thing. They're going to hang their hat on. We're going to win on this and win on that and all this other crap. <laughs> Here's how the judge just flicks it away. Federal law authorizes the Secretary of Health and Human Services to introduce into interstate commerce medical products intended for use in an emergency. It also requires the Secretary to ensure product recipients understand the potential benefits and risks of use and the option to accept or refuse administration of product. That's just stating the law, okay? So the federal government has just simply subsumed all of this authority to just create a Secretary of Health and Human Services to give them all this power, to, to allow them to approve all this different stuff. I've gone over and over how all this shit's totally unconstitutional, but guess what? It doesn't make any difference inside this narrative they've created. Inside the narrative they've created, there is no way around it. So you're always going to lose inside this narrative because the narrative that somehow this thing's about freedom and justice and liberty and reading the Constitution, it's not. This entire court system, the legal system, is a box designed to put you into a box that you're never going to win in. And this is just proving it once again that everything I tell people is true. <laughs> it's just completely true. So here's what the judge says about this law. Bridges has misconstrued this provision. <laughs> it confers certain powers and responsibilities to the Secretary of Health and Human Services in an emergency. See, there's no discussion of whether it has any authority to do that or can do that. That's not what happens at a trial court. They're never going to do that. And then it goes on. It neither expands nor restricts the responsibilities of private employers. In fact, it does not apply at all to private employers, like the hospital in this case. It does not confer a private opportunity to sue the government, employer, or worker. <laughs> Therefore, it fails. You got this? Again, with the standing, you can't pursue it. 
So you're back to your stupid vote that does nothing or trying to go in the courts where you can't sue. So the Secretary of Health just gets all these authorities and you can't sue the government about jack shit about it. And it doesn't help you to, uh, to say, well, my employer's not allowed to enforce. Yes, he is allowed to. He is allowed to. And I've told people again and again. This is why I do those shows about how they're not really private. They're not really private businesses. But see, they're treated that way. They're treated that way. It doesn't matter if these hospitals are getting billions and billions and billions of dollars in federal support and stimulus and all this backup shit, all this emergency horse shit. They just paid these hospitals that were going under. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that they're just just a so-called private extension of the federal policies. It doesn't make any difference. You're going to lose. This is what happens. This is how you lose. Let's listen to what the federal court said about her public policy argument. She also argues that the injection requirement violates federal law governing the protection of human subjects. (laughs) She says that the injection requirement is forcing its, its employees to participate in a human trial because no currently available vaccine has been fully approved by the FDA. Oh, I've heard this one a million times on the stupid internet too. Federal law requires participants give legal, effective, informed consent before participating in a human trial. This consent cannot be obtained through coercion or undue influence. Bridges says the threat of termination violates the law. How many people have heard this same thing? That you can't be fired, you can't be fired, blah, blah, because then you're going to be a test, blah, blah, blah. It's not true. I've tried to explain that to people. Here's how the judges flicks it away. Plaintiff has again misconstrued this provision, and she has now also misrepresented the facts. Ugh. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, if you're the plaintiff's lawyer reading this, you know you got screwed, man. It's over. They're just, I mean, just literally flicking your claim away. Hours and hours. God knows how much money spent on this complaint. Just literally flicked away by the judge with nothing. The court continues. The hospital's employees are not participants in a human trial. That's right. They aren't. It's just clear. It doesn't matter that it hasn't been fully approved and that this is a a de facto human trial and that no one knows what the results are going to be and that the whole thing is a scammed up con job and that they're just telling you it's safe and effective and the FDA is acting like a criminal enterprise. It doesn't matter. It's not a human trial. Here's what the court says. They are licensed doctors, nurses, medical technicians, and staff members. The hospital is not applied to test the COVID-19 vaccines on its employees. It has not been approved by an institutional review board and has not been certified to proceed with clinical trials. Right. The court's just looking at this is not an actual FDA trial. It's not. Sure, it's in effect like a trial. We're all guinea pigs, but it doesn't matter because that's not the way the law works. You have to fit within the rules. See, within the rules screws you, that's when the rules matter. And when within the rules helps you, that's when the rules are expanded out and given broad interpretation and broad latitude and determining the public health. It's just garbage. You're always going to lose. Always going to lose. All right, let's listen to what else the court said. The plaintiff also says that the injection requirement is invalid because it violates the Nuremberg Code, and she likens the threat of termination in this case to forced medical experimentation during the Holocaust. Everybody's heard this exact same thing on the Internet, right? Every single person has heard it, right? (laughs) I've told people I did a show on his crimes against humanity. It's not going to go anywhere. Here's what the court says. The Nuremberg Code does not apply (laughs) because Methodist is a private employer, not a government. That's it. That's it. That's how easy it is to get rid of that argument. Hi, it's Legal Man. I hope you're enjoying the show. If you appreciate the unique insight and information I provide, then go over to my Patreon account 
for The Quash and become a member. I have bonus shows and material, early access, and it's a good place to meet like-minded people. I have people ask me all the time, what can we do, legal man? (laughs) Well, start by voting with your pocketbook. It's the only vote that really counts. Support things that tell people the truth. Getting people to understand the truth is the only solution we have to this insanity. Look, I get it. There are a lot of people who can't afford to support my show with money. But there are a lot of people who can. And if you can and you like the show, you should support it. That's what free markets look like. The people running this scam, they have unlimited funding. I don't have support of that system. In fact, I get harassed because I tell people the truth that they don't want the people to know. So we have to stick together. So go sign up. Now let's get back to the show. I've told people I did a show on his crimes against humanity. It's not going to go anywhere. Here's what the court says. The Nuremberg Code does not apply (laughs) because Methodist is a private employer, not a government. That's it. That's it. That's how easy it is to get rid of that argument. It's not a government. It doesn't apply. Does it matter? This is why this constant interconnection of government and so-called private business that I've just did a whole show on discussing, this is why it's so reprehensible and it's all part of the scam. The government pretends to stand aside and then allows these businesses that they just gush money into by the hundreds of billions, trillions of dollars to do their bidding for them. And the court was none too happy about it anyway. He said, equating the injection requirement to medical experimentation and concentration camps is reprehensible. Nazi doctors conducted medical experiments on victims that caused pain, mutilation, permanent disability, and in many cases, death. That's <laughs> funny. All right, let's, let's look at some other here. Although her claim fails as a matter of law, it's also necessary to clarify that plaintiff has not been coerced. I've made this point over and over to people. It's not coercion. <laughs> you can quit. That's what I tell people all the time. It doesn't matter if the whole system's set up so that they run everybody out of business who's small, that you give billions and hundreds of billions of dollars to large businesses to keep them going because those all push the same exact narrative and stay on page. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You're not going to be able to complain about that when it comes to going to court, right? You're just not going to be able to win on that claim. So let's see what the court said. This is not coercion. <laughs> Methodist is trying to do their business of saving lives. Oh, without giving them the COVID-19 virus. Oh, that's what they're out. They're all about saving lives. It's a choice made to keep staff, patients, and their families safer. Bridges can freely choose to accept or refuse COVID-19 vaccine. However she refuses, she will simply need to work somewhere else. Got it? And now when everybody requires it, where else will you work? <laughs> See, this is what I've told people over and over again. They wipe out all small independent business and they get these gigantic organizations. They give them tens of billions of dollars and then they stand around and claim, oh, it's private business. Here's a private business. They can do what they want. <laughs> so there you go. That's it. And all with the same bullshit about trying to keep people safe. It's nonsense. See, it's all nonsense. It's not about safety. It doesn't matter. The official narrative just gets imported in every single time into these decisions. That's the way it works. You don't get to challenge all these things. People run around and show these videos and everything else about doctors. It doesn't matter when you get into court. It doesn't matter. The Supreme Court will simply reproduce whatever the FDA and the CDC tell them are the so-called facts of the case. That's it. That's what will happen. And it's happened again here in this Methodist case. And yeah, they're going to appeal it. They're going to lose. Look, the, the decision in this case 
as stupid and ridiculous as it is, as far as an outcome, there's absolutely nothing wrong with this decision. It follows the rules very carefully, as I've told people again and again. What you imagine the rules to be and what you imagine the rules are supposed to conduct and outcomes and all these different things, it's, that, none of that's true. See, none of that's true in actual court cases. And I try to explain it to people over and over, but they just won't believe it. They just don't believe it. They, they want to continue to believe these constitutional conservative jokers who tell them all about this system and, and fill their heads full of these ideas of justice and liberty and all this other. There's none of that's true. Look how simply the court dispensed with all those claims, all that hope the people had. Oh, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. You'll see people are catching on. The tide's turning. It's going to happen. It's coming. <laughs> none of it's going to happen. The only answer is to wake people up to what government is, what the system actually is. It's the only way it's going to work. That's it. <laughs> and you're never, ever, 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 ever going to get the courts to come forward and stop the government from abusing you. The court is there to make sure the government can abuse you however it cares to and to pretend that it has all these legal reasons for it. And the constitutional conservatives basically serve the purpose of legitimizing this totally and completely kangaroo system and making people believe that it's something it's not. All of this stuff is just Barnum Statement nonsense. You're never ever going to get a fair hearing where you're going to actually get an independent person to actually look at issues. You're not going to because they're already constrained by the law what they're so-called required to do as a judge. Their, their hands are already cuffed. They're already cuffed. The way it's going to work moving forward is going to all be about policies and procedures and how to do it. They're getting the roadmap. They're coming out more and more and more as I discuss people. These are all roadmaps. It shows people how to win as a defendant, how to make sure you lock people down. And I'm going to talk about that, but I'm going to do that in my page here in account on a separate uh, additional bonus material because this is just, this is, I've, I've read through the entire opinion now. So all the hopes and dreams people had, what's going to happen? You'll see, legal man, stop being so negative. <laughs> There's lots of people trying, why don't you file cases? Why don't you get off your ass and do something? <laughs> I don't have to when I know the outcome, Okay. I'm supposed to volunteer my fucking endless amounts of time beyond just making a show. No, no. I'm supposed to file lawsuits and go off and jack around with that. Why? I'm a lawyer. I've practiced for more than 30 years. The skill I have is being able to tell you what the likely outcome is and to tell you where things are going. Not to bang my head against a wall and pretend. So there you go. Houston Methodist lawsuit. Poured out. <laughs> Order of dismissal. It really couldn't have been any more summary. You just got just dumped, absolutely dumped. And and like I said, they're not going to win this thing on appeal. Anyone who's running around thinking it's going to happen on appeal is kidding themselves. And I'm just telling you, all these Nuremberg Code, Reiner, Fullmark, all this crap, these, all the basic arguments are in this case right here. It's true there's some variations in states, but I'm just telling you, this is where it's all going to end up. It is. There'll be a roadmap of slight changes and additions as you go, but this is where it's going to end up. So I hate to be right all the time, but the reality is I just know what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> I know what I'm doing and I know how the system works. So sorry to be a bearer of bad news, but apparently that's what I do best. <laughs> anyway.
If you like someone that tells you the truth, you should follow me on Twitter. I'm Legal Man at U.S. Law Review. And you can listen to my shows. i got more than 100 free shows out there, at least for now. I don't know how long I'll leave them out there. But they're out there now. And I want to thank the people who are in my Patreon account for supporting me because it takes a lot of time to make it. And the reality is I'm a uh, uniquely situated person who's willing to speak up and who has a very rare ability of 30 years of practice to look back on. And I understand exactly how the system works. And I'm willing to tell people the truth. Most people aren't. That's all. It's just most people aren't. So, And I wanted to make sure people understood that, you know, the movie's coming out. I'm going to be Mr. Jones on the Jones Plantation. I got cast on it. I'm really super excited about it. And it's going to be an indie film. And we're going to start shooting in September. And I'm really looking forward to it. So, again, thank you to the people in Patreon who make this kind of possible for me to continue making this show because otherwise it's just not worth my time. And I really appreciate it. I really do appreciate it because I like having you people there and having like-minded people to knock ideas off of and people who don't constantly give me grief for being, quote, negative. When I just tell them the truth, I'm sorry I just happen to be right. The truth sucks right now. (laughs) The legal system is a con job. People don't want to admit it. That's all. They don't want to face it. They want to pretend it's something else. You want to listen to pretend lies and fakery? Then go listen to these other faking constitutional conservatives. You want to hear the truth? It's ugly. Then listen to me. That's it. So that's it. I'm going to wrap the show up. Definitely ran over some, but it was worth it to get it all in there. And like I said, I'm going to do the additional part in my Patreon. So thank you, everybody. You've been a great audience. Everybody have a nice night or day wherever you are. Take care. Thank you, everybody. Let's put your hands together one more time. Legal man.